Hey, it's Pastor Ted Fabianic here from Faith Love Church in Melbourne, Australia. Welcome to our podcast. We pray that when you listen to this, you'll be inspired and blessed to reach the best things that God has for you. I was up at five this morning. Come on, like it. I'm after a bit of sympathy. No, I'm not. And, and my first thoughts were coffee. My, my thought was, oh man, I can't wait to. I can, when after church, I might go for a sleep. See, my, my, my physical body reacts to the natural environment. But the moment you tune into God, your natural environment follows your spiritual standing. Your natural environment will always follow your standing. So right now, you are in a prime position to receive the word that you are about to hear and then produce fruit, or you can be entertained by the word, or you could go, I'm not really sure. What's going to happen from this time forward is no longer up to God. It's now solely up to you. One of the things we need to change is, come on, Jesus, do something. Come on, God, do something. Instead of, God, you have done something, I'm responding to the finished work of God. Man was always created a responder, not the initiator. So if you're trying to get God to initiate something, you flipped it around. So when you come into the presence of God, you determine what happens in your world and to you personally. Those that are watching online, say amen. See, one of the things we do is one, if you don't take responsibility you will always live in a victim mentality. You're always going, I wish it would happen to me. I wish I had that breakthrough. I wish that somebody else would give that to me. See, what we have is when we moved into the power and the presence of God, we move away from reacting to receiving. Now, what what we've been talking about or sharing about is kingdom seeds, mysteries. Everything starts with a seed. The reason it starts with a seed, every seed knows what to do. Every seed is pre-programmed to give you a harvest. The seed knows what to do. So that means when we talk about the seed, is if I have a seed, I don't have to know the ins and outs. All I know, every time I see a seed, I am expecting a harvest. A seed is an indicator of the harvest. But in between the seed and the indicator for harvest, we determine what harvest we have. That is so liberating is because I'm, I'm thinking, I wish God would do something. But God's saying, it all comes to you. Listen, uh, look at Genesis uh, 8, verse 22. It says this, As long as the earth exists, there will always be seasons of planting, 
have and harvesting, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night. In God's perspective, there are only two seasons. And in both seasons, there are harvests. So this is what we learned last week, is that there is no season when nothing happens in your life. So God's saying is this, in one season you're sowing and reaping, but it, so in another season it's the trees that are doing it. So what you have, God says this in your life, I will never leave you without a season of a harvest. I will never leave you without a season. So look, as long as the earth exists, I need you to do something really clever. How many of you woke up and still realized that you're still on earth? Okay, most of you woke up, you didn't know where you were. I, I, I get that. Did Jesus help? Look, the Bible says, as long as the earth exists. So what did God say this? He says, as long as the earth exists, this will stand and it will not be changed. So as long as you're here, there's going to be seed, there's going to be harvest. There's going to be Plants that you eat and have to replace, and there are going to be trees that you have to come and take harvest off. So what we have is this. What we learned from God from yesterday was this as well. Now, look at um, all those seeds look after themselves. God designed them to grow and cultivate better with a gardener. Now, I want you to see how God thinks. When God made the earth, he gave it heavenly principles. That's why even in, if you want to really understand it's the Lord's Prayer, it, we called it the Lord's Prayer, but God never called it the Lord's Prayer. It is how things are done on earth. So they were saying, how do we pray? God says, the way you pray is what works in heaven is going to work on earth. So what he does is this. Now watch this. So when God created the earth, he brought heaven down and how heaven works on earth. So when we start thinking about it is not a brand new system, it is a heavenly system. And, it, and watch this, this is the system that God said. Adam, before you start, I give you a garden, I give you Everything in the garden and everything that I give you in the garden is going to reproduce after itself. And then he says this too. So I give you the garden. I give you everything you need in plant form, in tree form. Everything will reproduce after itself. And then he says this. I also create, create the environment where you will have perpetual growth. So he puts Adam where it's a picture of grace. God says, I create the earth. I create the garden. I create every plant. I create everything that reproduces after itself. I create the environment. I create the season. And then I put you in it as a gardener. Now, turn to your... Look at yourself, take a picture, a selfie, and go, um, I am a gardener. Now, watch this. God never intended for the seed to work alone. When you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, 
Jesus starts his ministry with their disciples following. So Jesus is preaching, they are listening. Jesus is walking, they're following. And then there comes a time when God introduces this principle to the disciples. And they said, the people are hungry, go and feed them. There are people that are sick, full of demons. I want you to go to every village and I want you to do what I've done to them. So what you have is this principle, is that Jesus introduces discipleship. And he says, first you watch me and then we partner together and we do the same. So when he said to Philip, Philip, there are 5,000 men plus women plus children, feed them. Philip was going, who? And God said, don't you realize I'm taking you back to the garden. I'm taking you to the principle where the seed and the sower work together for a breakthrough. Do you realize when he talked to Philip, he says, I am introducing you to a heavenly principle. You need a seed, you need a sower. And then God says this. Now, Philip, let me show you how it works. There's a little boy. He's going to provide you with the seed. We are going to bless the seed, and then we will multiply the seed. So what he does, he gives them a picture of the garden. Everybody say amen. So so what is he teaching the disciples? He's teaching them the principle of heaven. So so the, the seeds are designed to work. They have everything in them, but God says that the divine order... Is this, because I am the God that made heaven, I am the God made earth. I am the God in heaven, I am the God on earth. So what you got to do is you need to, don't separate the two. So God says, what works in heaven, works on earth. So when Jesus came down, he didn't say, oh look, uh, let's give it a go. He says, what I've come, I've come back to earth to go back to the garden principle and I want to show you that my kingdom, it's, it, isn't it also interesting, the Bible calls it is the kingdom of God, and it's also the kingdom of heaven. So Jesus comes down, and he reintroduces what he has given already to Adam. In the Hebrew language, the word zira doesn't just describe a part of a plant. The, a seed zero is anything that produces new life. A seed zero also refers to human offspring or descendants. What you do, God came up and he says everything's going to work by seed. So when he made a plant, he said this plant is made for continual growth because in the, in the plant is a seed. So God says, Anything that produces life is a seed. Your words are seeds. If you start to think like this, this is how heaven thinks. This is not an earthly principle that God promoted to heaven. It is a heavenly principle that came down to earth. And everybody said? Now listen, listen to this. The harvest you reap reveals the seed that you've planted. The harvest reveals the seed. So when you see a harvest, 
you need to think of seed. That is why, listen to me very carefully, that's why you never ever need to be jealous of anybody else. If you see a harvest that somebody else has had, don't talk about the harvest. Say, what seed did you plant to get that harvest? You see somebody with a successful marriage, don't go, don't ask for techniques. So, Ted, um, how do you speak to your wife? What presents do you get? No, no, don't do that. I won't tell you. There are certain things Silvo says I'm not allowed to talk about. But you should be asking this, Ted, what seed did you plant to get the marriage that you've got? If you see somebody's house, that they, you know, that, wow, I love a house like that, don't talk about the house that says, that, that, is the, that is the harvest, but what did you plant to get that? See, what we've realized is Satan has set, got us looking at the harvest, but God gets us looking at the seed. You're allowed to get excited. Because watch this, is you are never, ever broke. You are never deficient because you've always got a seed. Now, you know, this week, it says the kingdom of God contains many secrets. I want you to understand. So you know what God's saying is this to you. He says, I want to give you this, and I need you to understand. And if you can understand it, you can live in it. Now, listen to this scripture. Psalm 119, verse 42 says, Your revelation is the only truth. The NIV puts it, your law is true. The New Living Translation says this, your instructions are perfectly true. So God says this, is my instruction is true. What you're seeing, if it doesn't line up with my instructions, you need to get rid of it. So God is saying this, I want to teach you how to live. I want to teach you how to prosper. Do you realize now, watch this, the reason we're talking about the garden is this. It, there were, do you, have you realized there is not just one sort of apple? There are so many different varieties of apples. There are over 300 varieties of potatoes. If you go to McDonald's, they'll only give you one. God's made us that we can have whatever we want. God's made the garden so amazing. And he says, I've given that to you. So God says this, Jesus comes down to earth and he is redeeming us. And then he starts to talk about how heaven works. How does it work? So you get this. Now look, look, at this. look, look with me. Luke 8, verse 14 to 15. We're going to read a lot. Everybody said we're going to read a lot. When a large crowd was coming together and those from various cities were joining, journeying to him, he spoke by the way of a parable. What is a parable? A parable is bringing a heavenly insight to what you are used to. A parable is a heavenly insight using the atmosphere that you're used to. So it's using a language that you can understand. It's not saying that this produced it. He's saying, I'm going to teach you in a frame of reference that you'll be able to understand. 
He says, a sower went out to sow his seed. Isn't it interesting? He talks about a sower and a seed. And as he sowed, some fell besides the road. And it was trampled underfoot, and the birds of the air ate it up. Other seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up with it and choked it out. Other seed fell on the good soil and grew up and produced a crop a hundred times as great. As he said these things, he would call out, he who has ears, let him hear. Just put a stop here. I want you to notice something. What is the common factor within all of that? It was the same seed. There's one translation, the Hebrew translation, that he never said seeds. He says he gave everybody else one single seed. And what's interesting when he says that is when you have a look at it, it says every seed is pre-programmed to give you 100-fold. That means for one, you get 100. Everybody go, yeah, yeah. Yay. So, you know what? In the kingdom, you, in earth you see one. In the kingdom I see a hundred. So, watch this. So, so, what happens here is that every single person. So, the Bible, we're going to read on later on, but just to get you into the, into the reference of this, is that God indiscriminately gives everybody the same seed. He doesn't do this. Oh, your heart, you know, you're not that right. I'm going to give you an inferior seed. What God does, and what you see, this is so amazing, is that you would think if in the earth a wise farmer says, ah, that's rocky, I'm not going to put it there. You only put it in good soil. But God says, to kick the kingdom of God off, I'm taking my seed, and everybody has the same opportunity. There are no one that is disadvantaged when it comes into with Jesus. God says, I am not going to look at you. Oh, you're going to waste the seed. You're going to waste the seed. You're going to waste the seed. God says, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the seed, but I'm holding you responsible for what you are going to do with the seed. So that means that there's no one can stand up to Jesus and go, it's not fair, Jesus. They've got that and I haven't. They've got that lifestyle I haven't. Jesus, it's not fair. God says, it's no, 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 no. You're talking earthly. I gave you the same seed as the person you are jealous of. Wow. So one of the things you need to get in your heart is you have a God seed and the seed has life in it to produce everything. So now comes this, is that what comes, the harvest is no longer dependent, that God says, the harvest is now dependent on what I do with the seed. That's good, isn't it? I don't know about you, but it gives me a bit of freedom, because I'm not fighting God anymore. I'm not fighting my my next door neighbor anymore. I am now, it's about what I do with the seed. Let's keep reading. The disciples began questioning me as to what this parable meant. You know what that means here? That there's such disillusionment in the earth today when God speaks about heaven, we don't get it. So God's speaking here and he says the disciples began questioning him. 
as to what this parable means. Now, I want you to watch carefully with me. Jesus said this, if you do not understand this parable, nothing else will make sense to you. He goes, I give you the keys to interpret what I say according to this parable. So if you miss this parable, you're going to read the rest of the Bible and you're going to miss out. So God says, if you understand these principles about the seed and the sower, everything else will start to make sense. And he says this, verse 10. To you it has been granted to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. I want you to say mysteries. What's a mystery means that somebody looks at you and doesn't get it. A mystery is that somebody with an education and has a wage according to their education looks at you without an education and you have more. You know, when, I remember when uh, Sula and I were dating, uh, it was to people... Our dating was a mystery. They said, how in the world did you get her? I said, it's called a mystery. It's called, I, I know Jesus. Jesus is mystery. I didn't pick somebody that was equal to me. I picked somebody that's better than me. See, see, a mystery is this. They go, well, you earn this much money, so you should have that. But you earn this much money, but you've got more than I have, and I've got more money. It's called a mystery. The mystery is, is that you're in your company and you're the least qualified and you become running and owning the company. That's called the mystery. The mystery is that everybody in your street is struggling and scared because there could be an interest rate hike and you're relaxed. That's called a mystery. That's why... The church is a mystery. It's because the, the world says, I am trying, working, and I can't get there. You come here, lift up your hands, clap, and yell, and it happens. It's called a mystery. See, mystery, when God unveils it, you start to understand spiritual realities. So what is happening here and what's happening us this morning is there's a spiritual reality. And he said to them, this has been granted for you to know. Now, when the Bible says no, it's not the understanding that you can re-quote it. It's the understanding that now that becomes your reality. In the world, it's called IQ. In the kingdom, it's called possession. There are a lot of people that know a lot of things but don't have a lot of things. There's a book out that came out a long while ago, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And what was amazing about that book, it was two people next to each other. One, one, uh, one of the kids that he knew, his father was a university professor and he kept learning and learning and learning and they were always broke and they were always struggling. And now his dad didn't have an education and they had more. And they said, what's happening here? It is that one person knows a lot, another person has a different reality. So what you have here is that God says, you will know the mysteries of the kingdom. Now this is the kingdom of God. But to the rest, in it is in parables, so that seeing they might not see and hearing they might not understand. Now the parable is this. The seed is the word of, I need you to say it. 
Now, now, now say it like you've just got an amazing revelation. The seed is the Word of God. Now, what you just says is. Doesn't know it will become. It doesn't say if you try hard enough. It says is the Word of God. Then he, then he goes further. We'll deal with that in a moment. Those beside the road are those who have heard, and the devil comes and takes away the Word from their heart so that they will not be believe and be saved. I want you to get this. So what is Satan really after? So right now, what is Satan after right here now? It is for the word not to germinate in you. So, the, so here's your issue. Do you know what you're fighting? You're fighting a satanic spirit that is gunning for the seed. Because the satanic spirit knows that without the seed, he rules you. With the seed, you rule him. Satan understands that when a person receives the word, germinates the word, he loses control over them. He loses control over their body sickness. He loses his control over their mind peace. He loses the control over their finances because now they're in the kingdom of God. Do you realize the way you get out from control of satanic is the word of God? That is why the contention for reading the word is so amazing. That is why the word has tried to be watered down. And God says, right, then the devil comes and takes the word from their heart. And they will not believe and be saved. 13. Those on the rocky soil are those who, when they hear, receive the word with joy, and they have no firm root. They believe for a while, and in the time of temptation, fall away. Now, watch this. I want you to listen to me. You good? I want to show you something really, really deep. They receive the word, that means the word's gone in. And they have what? No firm root. What's the process there? Watch this. When you put a seed into the ground, you cover it. You are no longer to uncover it. Once you've covered the seed, then it sprouts roots. But the only way that this can happen is that what most people do is they receive the word with joy and they put it into the ground, and nothing happens, so what do we do? We dig up the seed. I don't want you to put your hand up, please. If you're watching this online by yourself, you can put your hand up. How many of you have ever wished that the money you've sown in the kingdom of God you could get back? Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll do it for you, okay? Pastor will do a proxy. I, you know what I did one day? Uh, see, this is how this is how you can this is how dumb you can be and still breathe. I once calculated how much I have given from the time I started working, ten percent, and then offerings, and I was just thinking, wow! And this thought came to me, wow! How much? How many thousands would I have? And then God said to me, said, no, you know what wrongs that? is that you're after the seed, but I wanted you to have a harvest. Do you realize that God says, I've given you one, 
But if I take that one, I miss out on the harvest. What happens is this. Now, listen to me very carefully. Once you plant the seed, you are no longer to think about the seed. You are now to think about the harvest. So when a farmer sows it, what is his his expectation? His expectation is not the seed anymore, but what that seed will produce. Now, that was worth coming this morning, right? So do not ask for your seed back. Ask for your harvest. If you you have sown and haven't harvested, then you pray a prayer. God, show me where that seed has harvested. We'll deal with that a little bit more. And some seed which fell among the thorns... These are the ones who have heard, and as they go on their way, they are choked with worries and riches and pleasures of this life, not bringing the fruit to what? Maturity. Not bringing the fruit to harvest. So what does Satan do? He says, I want to retain the seed so it doesn't sprout. And the way I retain it is to occupy your mind, soul, will, and emotions on problems, on worries, on anxieties. So what does he do? It gets you to focus on yourself and not the seed. So what what does choke mean? Choke means is to put a containment around the seed. That means that the, the, the seed's in the ground, but now it's all wrapped up. The seed's coming out. Have you ever got a pot, a pot plant that's been left in the pot too long, it becomes pot bound? What does it do? You get the, you get the, weed, sorry, you get the, the roots and they go like this, like this. And what happens is this, is if you've ever put a tree in a pot, it doesn't become a tree. Wow. I've got a couple of trees in pots. They're only about this high. Doesn't matter how much I water them, it's their pot bound. It will only grow in soil. See, when you start to worry, Satan goes, oh, oh interest rates are going up. Oh, now I'm worried. Oh, there's a new strain coming. Oh. You know, and God says this, it occupies you, and he does. So God says, I, what did he say to Joshua in Joshua 1.8? You, for you to be successful, you will meditate on my word day and night. You're going to learn this. I haven't got the time today. But even God told the children of Israel that you are to speak to your seed. So that means, watch this, your seed can hear. Your seed has a capacity to what's happening inside of you to restrain it. But the seed in the good soil, these are the ones who have heard the word in an honest and good heart and hold it fast and bear the fruit with perseverance. You know what's really interesting? I've been asking God about this. And I go, and the seed is a good soil. And I go, what is it? It is received by faith. See, the word seed, as we learned last week, and we're going to deal with it here, is the word uh, sperma. And every male sperm that hasn't got a receptor can never, ever produce anything. So the Word of God tells you this, is that when the Word of God is 
connected to faith. And faith goes, I, it's in the ground. I don't know how it's going to happen. I am going to stand until my harvest comes. God says, you'll produce fruit. You'll produce fruit. You'll produce fruit. We'll, we'll deal with that a little bit more. He goes, in the Hebrew language, the word seed, zera, doesn't just describe a part of the plant. The seed is anything that produces new life. So seeds, zera, are also referred to the human offspring and descendants. Now listen to this. In Luke 8.10, let's read it again in the voice. It says this, the kingdom of God contains many secrets. Everybody say many secrets. But God says, but I am inviting you to inner trading. Inner trading in the world's bad, right? But God says this, I'm inviting you into what others haven't got access to. It was just, keep listening but do not comprehend. Keep observing. But listen to what Jesus says. I want you to understand. The will of God is for you to understand how heaven works and produces it on earth. Look at verse 10 and 11 again in Luke. And he said, to you it has been granted to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. I want you to just, just ponder with me right now. After hearing this message, none of you are no longer disadvantaged because God says, to you I have given how it works. Just, just right now, you, you, God says, you know how it works. I have shown you how it works. But to the rest is in parables. To them seeing they might not see, hearing they might not understand. Now this parable is this. The seed is the word of God. Let, let me show you something here. Sul and I bought our first house. Oh, pa sorry, Pastor Sul, eh? Bought our first house. We bought it at 11%. And in about nine months, it went up to 17%. So you get, I'm earning $1,540 per calendar month. My repayment at 17% was $1,136. The reason I know them, because it scared the living daylights out of me. I'm sitting there with one of my employees, and we start talking about God and church. And uh, he says to me, are you one of those churches that give money? I go, yeah. And I go, I give 10% plus then I ask God to tell me what to do with the rest. And he looked at me and he goes, get out of here. I go, no, I'm not getting out. This is my office. If you want to get out, get out. <laughs> this is my office and I can do whatever I want. And, and he goes to me, but look, look, it's 17%. And this is what I said to him, I don't get it. But it works. I don't know how we survived. I don't know. Nothing broke down in the house. The car never broke down. Every time we went to buy something, it was on special. I walked into a butcher shop. It was closing day. I came to buy a kilo of meat. I walked out with half a lamb. I, I, I don't get it. But see, see, what happens is here is these two kingdoms come in. 
And, and he goes, they don't understand. And see, what we try to do is we're trying to convince them, but they don't get it. So God says this, the seed is the word of God. Do you realize a word? God said, Psalm 107 verse 20 says this, and he sent his word and what? Healed them. He sent his what? Word. He sent a seed of healing and it, it was instantaneous. The centurion comes to Jesus He's, the, the person he's praying, asking for help, is two days' journey away. And he says this, you don't need to come physically to lay hands on him. Send your seed. If you're sick, you have a seed. The, the word of God says that he will give his servants rest. You have a rest seed. See, the problem is, is when we don't look at the word as a seed, so when you're sick, what do you do? You can take the seed or you can take another seed. So when you're sick, what do you do? I, I, this is the seed for sickness. By his stripes you were healed. Were, past tense. So what does that mean? Is that your body reverts back to the original. Yeah. God says, I'll always take care of you. That is a seed. You speak over your body and you plant seeds in your body. How do you do that? I'm not feeling well. I am a nobody. I don't think I can do it. I don't... You're planting seeds that give you a harvest. Let me show you this. You wake up in the morning and go, I'm a bit sniffly. Oh, no. Ooh, a bit of temperature. Oh, no. Ache in my body. Oh, no. I am tired. Oh, no. Oh, no. Here he goes again. Guess what you've just done? You've sown seeds. And within every seed, the seed knows what to do. So what you have done is you've given yourself the flu. Okay, let's give another one. Oh, man. You wake up in the morning and go, oh, no, you get scared of your own faith. And you go, oh, you don't look too well. No one really loves you. Hey, you know what? No, no one really listens to you anyway. Hey, you know what? It's Sunday morning. Why come to church? You're never going to get anything out of it anyway. You can't sing properly so Jesus won't listen to you. <laughs> you know, the Bible says this. In, 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 um, uh, Paul said in Galatians 6 verse 7, he says, Don't be, God is not mocked. Whatever a person sows, so shall he reap. Let me give you practical this. I wake up in, during the day, I say stuff like this, Suve loves me. That's a seed. You know why? Because I get to reap the seed. 
You know, you're getting this thing is, oh, yeah, she doesn't love me. He doesn't love me. He never shows me any affection. He never does that. Yeah, he just comes home and watches the telly. And then he does that and you get a surprise. God says, welcome to your harvest. I never get a promotion. I'm always overlooked. No, no one knows I exist. I come to work, I'm only just a number. Life is an absolute treadmill. And guess what? It happens the following day and the day afterwards and you get surprised. And God says, welcome to your harvest. Let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say, I am rich. Why is he saying that? It's because I'm sowing a strength seed. And I will be a hundred times better than I was when I sowed the seed. Look at the time. I'm going to sow time. God, slow down time. Look at Isaiah 55, 11 now with a new mindset. So it is when I declare something. Now, I just want you to stop there. This is where this is becomes really, 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 really serious. Everybody say serious. Serious. You're made in the image of God. The Bible says that God is a speaking spirit. So when he made Adam... Adam became a speaking spirit. So God says this, because you are made in the my likeness, you get the privilege to do what I do. So God says this, it is, so it is when I declare something, my word will not go out and return to me empty. But it will do what I wanted. It will accomplish Whatever I determined. Negative words give you a negative harvest. Faith words give you a heavenly harvest. The reason I say heavenly harvest is because an earthly harvest can be measured, but a heavenly harvest cannot be measured. But that is why it says in the book of Ephesians, chapter, uh, verse 3, I think it's chapter 10, verse 10, it says, above what I can ask or think or even imagine God will do to me. So what he says this, he goes, whatever I say, it will do what it was designed to do. So watch this now. We're going to come into a close and, because we're going to still, next week, you will learn the power of a seed. The reason we have Easter is because Jesus became a seed. The reason you're here is because of a seed. And here, is, here we go, and God's saying this to you. He goes, if you're not happy with the harvest, change the seed. Satan says, why don't we start a life group to complain about this certain harvest? Have you noticed that? It's called chat rooms on media. What's a, what's a, what's a chat room? It's people with the same problem talking about how bad they feel. Come put a post out. Oh, yeah, my girlfriend left me. She took it. She scratched my car. She done all that. Right, what are you going to get? Yeah, yeah, she did the same. Right, all of a sudden, what have you got? You've got people are attracted to the harvest. But God says this. 
if you don't want this harvest, plant my seed. And here's the beauty of it, which we're going to go more and more into this. God says this, I will give you seed to eat, to sow, and I'll give you bread to eat. So God says, I am going to make sure that you're always sowing for a harvest, but I'm also going to give you food till the harvest comes. You and I are in the perfect driving seat this morning. God says this, because you're born again, I will give you seed. I will give you a garden. I will create an environment that the seed that I give you will produce. Now, I'm going to close on this, Then this is really, 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 really powerful. Because God gives me the seed, he also takes responsibility to make sure I get a harvest. When God says this, how can two walk together unless they agree? So you know what God says this? Okay, I'm going to give you my word. I want you to sow the word. You don't have to know how it works. That's my part. But how can two walk together? So what happens is the moment I come into agreement with the word of God, God says this, I'm going to make sure that you get a harvest. Well, I don't know how God's going to do it. But God, the economy doesn't agree with the harvest I'm expecting. He says, God says, I'm not, sure, I'm not sowing it in the economy. I'm sowing it into me. Wow. Everybody say, wow. So, so what we do, we can change things. This church is not broke. You are not broke. Why? Because you have a seed. Um. Whether you use your iPhone or whatever, I'm just going to do it for this. This is my seed. And so what happens is this. When I come into agreement with this, I plant a seed. So right now, hold up whatever you, you read the Bible with. Come on. Come on, let's do it. Come on. Hold it up. Come on, hold it up. Don't be afraid. Just hold it up. You know what, this, you know, you know what you're doing? You're saying, God, I have seed. God, I have seed. And God says, that's really good. Now, if you, now that you're a gardener, do something with it. Don't just read it. <laughs> God's now saying, hey, how can you say you're broke? Look, at you've got a harvest. See, when every time God looks at a seed, he sees a harvest, what do you see? Do you see one or do you see a hundred? So right now, say to yourself, I am not broke. Come on, I am not broke. I am not sick. I am not depressed. I am not deluded. I don't sit in darkness. I'm really smart. I am dead drop gorgeous. Oh, look at <laughs> See, once you understand how things work, you start to enjoy heaven and everything starts as a seed i'm going to pray for you before pastor Silva comes i know is it okay that it took a little bit longer come on it, it, of course it is i'm your pastor so so let me just say this to you you know practical what are you going to do after this on your way home i want you to start talking about seed i want you to get up every morning and plant a seed 
This is what you do. Let me give you the practice of it. You get up in the morning. Father, I thank you that this is the day that you have made. I will prosper in it. Then you say to your body, today is a really good day because the word of God is living in me and every DNA and every cell in my body is now responding to the word of God. You're going to come into your work where they don't understand how do we solve this problem. You say this, I have a seed and it's called the book of Proverbs. And it says if I put him first, he will show me things that are hidden. Wow, that means I am going to become the go-to person at my work. And because I get to be the go-to person at my work, I am going to get the biggest salary in this place. I thought that would excite you. (laughs) See, everything starts with a seed. And, we, and what we're going to be doing, and we talked about month, you will realize that Paul said the same thing, and I will explain it to you because God's been giving me downloads on this. The Bible says that every time that you give money, it becomes a seed. So that is why the Bible tells us that God is a giver and not a taker. Now listen to me very carefully. That is when he put Adam into the garden. He says, Adam, I am a giver. I have given you everything so that you can subdue the whole globe. So you will never, ever be a failure anymore because you have a seed. Amen? Come on, amen.